Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everybody? It's your guy, Shovel Mac, here with another episode of TPNB. Think positive believe. We got a little spinoff on it. It's TPNB with your unks. I got my favorite uncles, and I get to meet them over the over the course of uh, this podcast and another course of time. You know, hopefully y'all enjoy them guys and like them. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of different topics. Today, I got my guy, Tori Ash from the University of Tennessee. Go on, introduce yourself, big dog. What's going on, nephew? Shell, good morning or good afternoon, good evening, America. Uh, this is your boy, Uncle T, uh, here to talk a little barbecue talk with nephew Shell. Uh, yeah, we definitely have some barbecue talk with all the topics and things that's going on in this world. Um, it's been a, a, a crazy you know, few weeks. People getting suspended. The Olympic Games coming up. COVID strands coming out. The NBA Finals is coming up. Just a whole bunch of things is just thing we just got to talk about. It's like we sitting at a barbecue. You know, everybody had a great 4th of July, I hope, sitting around a barbecue, just talking smack, playing spades, doing what they love to do. And you know, we're going to do that tonight on this episode with my guy, Tori. So first thing that happened over the weekend, it might happen Thursday or Friday, is your girl. I don't want to say her name wrong. Miss um, Richardson. That's what I would yeah, call Yeah, it's Akari Richardson. Yeah, Miss Richardson. She is suspended for one month for testing positive for smoking marijuana, which is a banned yes. substance with the, um, I won't say FIBA. FIBA is what I did. USADA and the USADA. Uh, I think is what was testing her, but the Olympic Committee uh, was the one that ended up suspending her, but bringing her back for a month. What's interesting is they had a harder stance. Social media brought that back for her, um, which made this, I don't know if it was a landmark case, but I've never seen the power of social media. President Biden jumped in on that with her uh, and, and talked about how he appreciated her honesty around the use of marijuana. Yeah, I think it was for a situation that was needed. Um, but I'm also for, I think she should have been suspended. What really? do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well, listen, let, let me say this. The IOC is interesting, right? Because they, in my opinion, Shelvin, they pick and choose what's right and what's wrong based on the sport. Prime example, Michael Phelps, greatest, maybe the greatest Olympian of all time, based on his medal count and his dominance in swimming was very public about his marijuana use before his last Olympic Games. Yes. said he smoked all the time. I know. And there was I, no way they were going to pop this guy for marijuana. I, I got you on that. My thing is, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. I don't know. The Olympics is every four years. Yeah. He smoked a lot of weed. But when it comes down to crunch time, I don't think he did it because of the consequences what came up. What came up. That's, you, that, you, that's, that's what I mean by that. Would you think the IOC would be above not sharing his positive marijuana result? Nah, if I was IOC, I, I ain't going to test him. I don't want to know the results. <laughs> so I'm going to leave it alone. Exactly. <laughs> That's my point. You yeah, got yeah, Zakari yeah. Richardson, who's the best Olympic sprinter we have, or well, best American sprinter we have. And over the years, the past several years, the Jamaicans have been running the Olympic table, right, with, with female sprinters particularly, and male sprinters, Usain Bolt. Is is that guy? Yeah, and, and and we have the guy here in Atlanta, the Freeze. He's on the Jamaican relay team. 
Is he? A lot of, yeah, he's yeah. Atlanta guy? I don't think he's from Atlanta, but he, he's down here with the Braves. I, I go to the games. I love watching him give somebody a head start and catch catch him every oh, time. Oh, that's the guy that walk everybody down. Yeah, yeah, the freeze. That's, that's what they call yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, he got the costume on. So yeah. he's on the, the Jamaican 4 by one team? Yeah. This He's going to be running the Olympics this year. I actually don't know if it's this year, but he's been on there before. Because it's so, like, there's no way this guy's catching everybody like that. <laughs> he's fast. I've yeah, seen him do it. Falling down at the, <laughs> it's a great event. So to answer your question, do you know, I respect where you're coming from. Here's my problem with the marijuana. Okay. Now this is coming from a guy, Shelvin, who's never smoked marijuana a day in his life. Although I think marijuana is one of those drugs as relate to sports. That's not an enhancement drug. It's not a performing enhancing drug. Okay. For, as far as I can tell. The people that need it in sports seem to be the people that have anxiety issues, maybe calms them down, does not boost them up. And in a sprint, you need adrenaline, right? So yeah. in her case, what did she say? Her mother passed away, right? Her grandmother passed away or something like that, too. She had some extenuating circumstances that she, Dallas, Texas, she from, is she from, she from, she from Dallas. That's how she dealt with the pain. Yeah, I think it's a lot of things are going on. It's not like she smoked to like to calm her down for the race or anything. It has nothing to do with the race. So I think it's one of the issues that people is like, like, what are we talking about here? Um, the other thing is, is when you're talking about people, like, I, I never smoke. I don't like smoking. It's just not something I do. But I always look at it. If I'm a hardworking parent, I got, I got a family of five right now. So if I had to buy five tickets to a foot to an NBA game to watch someone play, and I go out there and the best player is high on the court, I would be very upset. Even so if they play the, better, they're only going to play better if they if they make every shot. Other no. than that, other than that, I, I'm a, this is a casual person. Other than that, I'm gonna search for every reason why he's smoking. He's did terrible. So I, I used to have this opinion. I used to have this opinion, right? I used to be the guy, man, you can't stop smoking weed. I, I have friends who played with me, you know, before going to the NFL draft and smoke weed knowing they were going to get tested at the combine and fail the test. So my point is, if you cannot, I forget the, the Josh, Josh, uh, the receiver for the Browns, uh, keep failing all the drug tests. It was Josh Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This man couldn't stop smoking weed. I don't know if he was addicted to weed, but maybe he needed it to just have a quality of life that was sustainable. In her case, think about it. This woman untrained for four years, first time Olympian, fastest woman we have in the United States, first Olympics. For her to go and smoke marijuana, knowing doggone well, she was going to get tested. What would that have to say about her mental state at that moment? Is there any way that we should have a we, we should have a understanding around that? Or you, you think it's just black and white? I don't think it's black and white. Um, I understand. She said like she, she even said herself. Said, I know the rules. I know I shouldn't have done it. But this is why I was feeling. I'm all cool with that. That's fine. I have no problem with that doing that. But I'm pretty sure some other people in the Olympics is going to be in Tokyo who's dealing with the same stuff. And they had the discipline not to do it. I say I always look at it as like a like as a player and an athlete. It's like if I can't do this, you can't do that. No matter our situation. And I think that's what that's the difference would make um 
the difference between good and great. Because my myself personally, like I, I would never put myself on like a Kobe level or none of that. Not basketball wise, it's like mentality. Because sometimes I can't do that all the time. That's why, I, like, I can't mentally just say like I'm not doing this and this this is it. Those people are able to do that, whether what's on the line is because they want to be great. And when someone make a mistake like this, I know, like, it's, it's it's hard. No one, I don't. It's this hard. No one ever does this. That's why it's so difficult to talk about. Well, can, so can the, give the, me an example of somebody doing something like this with three weeks away from winning anything, winning the championship, or well, I can, but I won't say it because he's my friend and he's a former NBA Hall of Famer. But I will say this: does 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 treatment overrule? I don't. I don't think it's the same thing. Well, hold on. Does treatment overrule discipline? Like, for example, if I need that to be right, does that mean I'm not disciplined enough to do it? Because again, I agree with you in principle about taking care of your body, doing what's right. You know, abiding by the rules to get to the next level. Right? You're a professional athlete. I've been there. I haven't sustained that like you did, Shelvin. Right? Yeah. The point is, I had that discipline. But if I needed something to treat whatever I had going on, whether it be mental depression, illness, depress, anything like that, if I need that to treat it, does that overrule discipline? Ah, uh, that's a tough one. I wouldn't. I, I don't know, but I would say this: What do you want more? If you need it to overdo it, don't don't participate. But 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 that, but you're good at that. For example, the friend I was talking about. Yeah. Probably. He's one of the greatest NBA players I've ever seen, known for a long time, right? That person smoked weed all the time. Didn't affect his game one bit. To you. Not only did not affect his game, not only did not affect his game, but he's an all-star, Hall of Famer, MVP, all of that. That's one person. And he's not showing up to the game five of the finals that same way. He's gonna get his stuff together for that game and then go back to his activities. Sure? That's that's what I mean by that. That's why I said it's so difficult with her situation. It's not she did it going up into the race. It was after. It was after the race. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Most people, most people are like professionals, and they want to be on point, and they like, I gotta do what I gotta do. They're not the great ones. Is not doing it before the game. It's like anything. But they, she didn't do it before the game. In this case, she took care of business, smoked marijuana to cope, and still got penalized for it. Well, potentially she wasn't gonna be able to race in the Olympics. Yeah, I see. But 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 they overruled it though. I don't. No 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 no. What do you mean they overruled? So she. What happened was she is she suspended for thirty days. Her suspension lifts the day before the Tokyo Olympics starts. So basically, she just can't train with Team USA. She's Uh, going. So so what I what I read is that she's suspended and she's gonna miss her race, but she could do the she could do the relay race because it's like a few days later. That was correct. They ended up changing that ruling to shorten her suspension. My point being, we just wasted twenty minutes talking about this. Is that what you're telling me? Well, we didn't wait. We didn't waste talking about it. I think it's important to talk about because if it wasn't, I think that our U.S. president got involved in this. Social media was heavily involved in this. She she had over almost over two hundred fifty thousand people protest that ruling when it was initially levied by the IOC. They changed their ruling. Back to Michael Phelps. They can do whatever the hell they want. 
Michael Phelps. They decided not. not to. He's not. He's not. He's not going to put himself in jeopardy uh, a month before the Olympics. We don't know if he was smoking before the Olympics. No, he got. I I think for him to accomplish, he got. He has some di- discipline, and that comes in a discipline. Well, well, he's disciplined to train. He's disciplined to train, Shelvin. But his athletic gifts are different. That man is a fish, and I contend marijuana would not affect that man's performance based on his athletic gifts. Back to the gentleman I know in the NBA, or was it a former NBA player, that marijuana wasn't going to affect his play at all. He was that good. Michael never, Phelps is that good. People, people say this all the time. Like, excuse me. I used to I used to play high, smoke high, and all that. I, I literally want to know, like, where are you doing this at? <laughs> I agree because Listen. because like an NBA game starts at seven, you're getting there at like four thirty five. Yes. So I don't I, I don't smoke, so I don't know. So are you high for two straight hours? Again, you, both of us have never been in the situation where we've been high on <laughs> marijuana. I will say this. Where there's a will, there's a way. When we, I watched the last dance. Yeah, yeah, I watched the last I, dance with Michael Jordan. But I, he I said those dudes were getting high in the locker room at oh, halftime. That was back in the day. You ain't doing that now. I believe <laughs> I believe that back in the day. And like I believe people drink and stuff during the game and stuff. That, that can happen. A coach was drinking during the game. Steve Sarkeesian in college was drunk at halftime in Washington, man. That man was a head coach at Washington, admitted alcoholic, drunker than a skunk, Coaching on the damn sideline, man, still got a head job, which is another conversation to talk about. But back to, well, it's going to lead me to the next position. Nah, nah, What's nah. the difference between smoking and drinking? Uh, I think science goes with that. Drinking can physically, imp- we know drinking can impact you through science experiments, everybody physically. Smoking, you can, I know, I know people who smoke and never get high and they got to smoke a lot bit more. If we eat, because they built up tolerance. Snoop Dogg yeah, probably got still, more tolerance to reefer than I do. But he can still get high. If, if we course. each take five shots, no matter if you get a good tolerance or not, you're going to feel all of that. <laughs> you Dep- know what I'm depending on what type of alcoholic you are. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, so, so what's the difference right. between drinking and smoking? Now, besides the illegal piece. Now, marijuana is not legal in every state. That's the right? difference. It's the taxes. Now, it's the money everyone making. I think it's the difference. If you were smoking in a state, uh, let's say if we're an athlete, regardless of level, high school, college, or pros in a state where it's legal, let's say Colorado. If we're an athlete in oh, Colorado. That's a, that's a crazy topic. I wonder. What do you do? I wonder if they're going to let college athletes smoke. I, that's going to be. Can you penalize them? It's illegal. It's legal. You let college athletes drink. We know that. They're all going to be penalized until the rules change. I'll tell you yeah, that right you pen- now. Well, you should penalize a college athlete for drinking then too, right? Most most, most teams have have things in their thing that they do that. The NCAA doesn't step in. The I, I agree. I agree. That, that's the team level. If somebody show up drunk, depending on who the player is, yeah, got some, <laughs> they'll discipline them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With laps or yeah, something. Yeah. But depending on who you are, hey, yeah, you get out there and play. We, hey, so, slap on the wrist and keep moving. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking back at my phone. So, so what was the question you were asking me about the discipline or whatever? Because I have something this, this very treatment, similar. This treatment, right? If you need that for to treat yourself, like medication, does treatment overrule discipline? Mm-hmm. That's a right, we're gonna have to say that one. That's a that's a hell of a question. I got to throw that in my notes because I got something very similar to that. Okay. 
and I'm pulling up on one of those right now. What's the difference between someone having a, a rule, a routine, and someone being committed? A commitment. What's the difference? Okay, so a routine is something that you've committed yourself to do, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, right? You're doing it, you're on a schedule with a routine. You're on a schedule on a routine. Commitment, you don't necessarily have to be on a schedule. It's more of a long-term uh, thing. So if I'm committed to getting to point A, there's things I have to do. I, I got this is like, a lot of people tell me they wake up at six every single every single morning. They're like, I'm committed to the game. I'm like, are you committed or is that your routine? That's tell a routine. Who- That's a routine. Your commitment is... If, if your routine, if your routine is to wake up at six in the morning and work out for two hours a day, your commitment is to find out what the best, if you're not the best, or maybe you are, is to do that times three. Take Steph Curry. You know, uh, I've heard this man takes 500, makes 500 jump shots after practice when he leave, before he leaves the gym. That ain't a routine. That's commitment. Right, because he can shoot. He can shoot anytime he wants. He how, how's that not? Home. How's that not a routine? Well, uh, well, it's something you do. Well, like, he, he, can, he can take two hundred shots and leave. I know five hundred is different. That's that's to you. Is five hundred a lot to you? Makes you um, NBA player. Five hundred a lot to you? I would say five hundred. Somebody makes. threw a lot of juice on that story, and I don't think that's true. You don't think it's true. If no, it no, is no. true, is no, a lot no, no. to you though. That, no. That's my point. It, no, it, I would it, say it, more more accurate would be like a hundred makes out of practice, and that's a lot. That takes about about ten to the fifteen minutes after practice. Usually, someone does something before practice and stuff too. So after so practice, you, you, you can doing, make a hundred. You can make a hundred J's in fifteen minutes. Yes, in fifteen minutes. Easy. So if Steph he, could do it, it like seven, so gotcha. that's what I'm saying that's not. So if he do five hundred. I don't think he's doing that every single day. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about it's people like like when I I play personally, I make 53s at the practice every single day. No matter what, am I committed to me getting better as a jump shooter or is this my routine? Is this what I do? Okay, so let me ask you a question. You personally, I know you, right? I'm at, I'm at one of your games. Yeah. All right, this is a true story. You worked out after the game. Yeah, you were running after the game. Is that commitment or is that a routine? Sound like commitment to me. You in the league, you played, but you still worked out an hour after the game. That ain't no routine, brother. You might do it, but that's commitment, in so, my opinion. That, that, you did that. Yeah, that situation is a little different. And when I did that, I wasn't playing. So it doesn't I matter. So, yeah, no, that does matter. It, it, it's it's it context to it. The the different the reason why I did it because I wasn't playing. So I, I worked out early in the morning. Everybody's on the team worked out. Everybody played. I didn't play. I'm a day behind. Only That's way not I can a routine, e- Only way I can equal. Th- no, no, I'm not got you. Only way I can equal this out is if I do something after the game. Agreed. Because you said it is a routine. No, no. I said it's commitment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's commitment. I, I, I'm gonna give you that. You did it because you felt like you needed to do it. It could have been a part of your routine, but that's commitment that you set for yourself. Same type of commitment Steph Curry would do, whether it be 500, 300, 400 jump shots. He could do it every day, but he don't have to do as much. So I don't know how long. Well, I know how long you worked out when I was there, but for you, you could do less. You know, if, if you're going to average, if you're going to average, if you're going to average 15 minutes a game, Shell, right? And you didn't play 15 minutes that night. 
you could work out for 15 minutes and bust your butt and work out 15 minutes. Or you could stay to that hour that you, listen, I'm going to catch up with you, T. This happened. I'm going to catch up with you. Hang tight. I'm going to go work out. I didn't ask you how long you was going to be. Yeah, nah, I, that happens early on my eight, uh, in my NBA career when I was playing but not playing a lot. Like my wife, Candice, at the game, I tell her, let's go home. I'm about to get a workout in. Because I was, like you said, I was committed to the process. And what I realized over the time asking people questions, and specifically this question, is the difference between routine and commitment is purpose. There you go. That's the that's the best way I can sum it up. That's me asking this person, that person, like, like, what's the difference between you being, you have a routine and you commit? It's the purpose behind it, right? Yeah. That's where I want to go. Well, that's- I remember you in college, Shell. Your game changed from when you played at Butler to when you played in the NBA. Okay? And that may have been out of necessity or it may have been out of, you know, I, I don't know, out of what you had to do. But let's say it was out of necessity. But whatever it was, your game changed and you had to do whatever it took to get to where you needed to be to find your spot in the NBA or wherever you're playing now. Do you have that same routine now? I have the same routine no matter what. That's the craziest part. The thing, the hardest part is, is having everyone else adapt to me. Especially That's me commitment, being, my brother. Especially me being overseas. I played in the NBA for eight years. I know how each team and stuff is going to work. It's like at the practice, I'm shooting 53. I'm making 53s before I leave, no matter what. Whether it's a walkthrough, hard practice, whatever, I'm just doing it. It's having everybody else still understand. Like, we just spent the four hours. I'm still doing it. That's my routine. But some people might say as as me being committed. It's not not just what I do. You're committed, though. Because was your jump shot the same in college as it is now? No, it's gotten better. It's gotten a lot better. Your style of play has changed. Yes. I, I looked at you as a bully in college. No, like, people, can't nobody deal with him. Listen, you were strong. You were tough it, it, to me. Now, I don't know what the scout said. Yeah, yeah. But nah, this, it, before it, I, this before me and you even met. Yeah, this is me making a little bit of money and eating pork chops and all that. I, 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 got, I got a little better now, that's, choice. And that's I can slim down though. a little bit. That, that's commitment, though. Yeah, yeah. The, Your the, game was great in college to me. You had the two consecutive championship games, right? And your game was different. It's way different now than it was when you played in college. Now, that may have been by necessity, but your commitment to the game changed a bit, right? Versus 100%. your routine. You, you took your routine and put some purpose behind it. 100%. So uh, we're going to kind of go off the subjects we had tonight. I got, I'm, I'm just going to throw you some different stuff. You know, with the podcast, I'm working on it. You speaking of college and all that. So I heard, a, I heard a, a hell of a quote this year. This talking to people um you want you want any championships in college or anything no interestingly enough uh in high school i've always been a really good top of the line player yeah get to college played on a great team i played in university of tennessee for all the fans the people out there listening who don't know uh i happened to be at the university of tennessee from 93 to 97 this was during the peyton manning years and Heath Shuler years so y'all said y'all said i want something yeah, man, we was good. But Florida was real good too. <laughs> so, so, so hold on, I, I, I'm a young guy. <laughs> you trying to tell me y'all didn't win an SEC uh, SEC championship or anything? No, we did not. I will say I thought we had the talent to do so, but respectfully, my freshman year, 
right? Alabama just came off of a national championship. They beat the Miami Hurricanes and nobody expected them to do it. Alabama was on top of the world. So you went four years without winning a championship? Nothing. I know y'all won. We were just good as hell. How many bowl games y'all won? Won every bowl game except for one. We lost lost to Penn State. Uh, We lost to Penn State my freshman year, only bowl game we lost. That team had eight NFL players on that team, I think three or four first-round draft picks, number one overall draft pick. Uh, running back uh, went to the Bengals, went number one. Kerry Collins played on that team. Bobby Ingram played on that team. They were loaded, brother. They won a national championship my sophomore year. Penn State did. They, right. they, they were good. So that was the only team we lost to. And we beat Eddie George's. When Eddie George won the Heisman Trophy, we beat the Ohio State team. It was number one all year and lost to Michigan uh, when Timmy Biakopatuka ran for almost 300 yards. But Eddie George was your Heisman Trophy winner. We beat Ohio State. Florida won the national championship. And we finished number two in the country in the AP poll. Hey, man, all I got to say, all that's going back to, to, to what I was getting ready originally say. I'm a big believer. This quote that hit me so hard because I never I never won. A, I won conference championship. I'm not going to say that. But it wasn't like a big deal, big thing to me, uh, especially the team we had and the talent around us like, Okay. He was winning a Horizon League. It wasn't uh, anything big. You won it every year you was in college, didn't you? Uh, I think I lost it. I think I lost in my freshman year. I won regular season, lost my freshman year. You still made okay. the tournament. Okay. Okay. Um, and y'all, always, it, you never finished lower than a six seed in the in the, in the NCAA tournament, right? Uh, nah. You never nah, came nah. in lower than a six seed, right? No, nah, no, nah, we came in at eight, nine seed. Like, okay. One time. When is when it when is when you figure it out? It don't matter. I, I only say that because the expectation. Your team was pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, we was definitely pretty good. That's why I said like my freshman year is part of like the expectation is part of the best we ever been. We was like on twenty five game win streak freshman, and we got smacked in the uh, the tournament. Okay, but 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 my quote was till that is that I heard someone this year say it is like trophies carry dust, memories last forever. And when someone said that, it's like you 100% right. Like everyone's always focused on winning it, winning a trophy. It's like, I'm pretty sure your mess. My best memory is has nothing to do with on the basketball court with, my, with me going to Butler. I mean, really? My best memory is in the NBA has nothing to do with me doing scoring any kind of points or none of that. It's all off the court stuff. I love that quote. It, it is right. It is right. I will tell you this. The more success you achieve in that regard enhances the memory. I will say, and I don't know if your memories have anything to do with making the runs, right, in the tournament. They could be something that happened, you know, off the court, right, from a memory perspective. That's a great quote. I love it. I love it. But ultimately, that's what they judge us by, right? You know, you ain't win nothing. You ain't did nothing. That's That's only for a few. Well, it's only for the people who didn't play either, right? So when you play, you understand how hard it is to win a championship at any level, even the Horizon League, whether it be the – I played in the SEC, whether it be the Horizon League, ACC, conference, uh, whatever conference you're in, people don't win. I I coach AAU basketball. We won a national championship with my my middle daughter. And the biggest thing for me was – you may never, ever play for a championship ever again. Don't let this moment slip away. They were in the seventh grade. Yeah, it's hard to, hard <laughs> to get that. So, like, I won 
AAU national championship, seventh eighth grade year. Uh, it was it was a great moment. It was yeah. played P Miller All Star and Master P. What? With what they good? They were good. They had Nickelodeon show and all that. And then all the stuff to come out, but we beat them two years in a row. So that was some it was some crazy stuff. And it's like that was my national championship that I won. But the yeah. memories I had being down at Disney World for a week, as you just did this past yeah. week, yeah, week week and a half, it's like that stuff was fun. It's like people cooking noodles, burning they burning the noodles. <laughs> Don't know how I do that. Like all of that stuff <laughs> is is ingrained in my mind more than whether I made or missed this shot. Right. Yeah. That that's interesting. My my high school coach told me this. I never won a championship in high school, although I felt like we had a team to win the state. We beat Allen Iverson playing with us, right? Same, same way. He played it in my rival high school at Bethel. We beat Bethel my senior year. We felt like we're the best team in the state. But at the time, the that we had like a college, like a bowl system, like a BCS bowl point system. We got missed out of playoff. Bethel won the state championship. And my coach told me one thing, man. Well, we didn't we didn't get to make the playoffs because of that. And we had a good team. Point was that man, tradition never graduates. You build something, it never goes away. You know, that type of stuff, like like but trophies collect dust, memories last forever. Is that was the quote? Yeah. It's the same thing. You build something, it'll grow with you and it'll stay with you, you know, and it'll build on it. So that's that's a great quote. Who said that? You know who said that? No, I ain't gonna get nobody no credit. I might say that. Listen to good some, quote. Hey. Listen to some Jay-Z. I might say that one night just feeling <laughs> drink. I don't know. That's good, that's a good quote. Man. But I had I, I had like, I had to, I had to write that down. So the other thing that has happened recently, um, we got to talk about before we get out of here, is the NI the NIL in college. A strong opinion on the show. What do you think about that? So listen, I'm gonna preface all of this by saying I think college players should get paid. No two ways about it. I don't know if this landmark ruling is gonna help college sports at all at all. And I'll tell you why. The people that will benefit from this NIL are the top of the top. The Peyton Mannings will get a car dealership deal, get a commercial on TV. He'll get paid. But what if you play and you're a good player, but in a sport like football, there's 11 people on each side of the ball, right? There's 100 people on the team. Yeah, the chances I don't know how they're going to break the money down, but if they don't break it down to everybody and they give it to the players with the faces on there, I don't think it's going to really trickle down the way that it should. Now, I also think college players should get paid, but I think everybody should get a piece of the pie. How do you break it up, especially when these conferences make so much money, whether it be in in March Madness, because the conferences get broke off in in college football? It's all about. The, the conferences, those bowl games, the money gets split. They have revenue sharing with these conferences, even mm-hmm. in the national championships. If Alabama's playing for a national championship, the SEC getting paid, Tennessee getting paid, Auburn yeah. getting paid. With the NIL, I don't think it's going to help the masses like we think, although I think they should get paid. Your thought? I don't, I don't think it, it, it will. On that, I thought about this. No, over the course of the past. Do you think they should get paid? No, they definitely should get paid. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, I was at Butler. Made a final four. That the what the money y'all made, make for that's good. Books. I know for a fact the bookstore made like a million every weekend. You know, you got the the NCAA tournament shirts. Yeah. The, the thirty, the round of thirty-two. 
That's How a million. One jerseys they sell out there, man. Uh, I don't know, but I'm I'm just talking about in general. You go from thirty to think about this. If especially Butler, where we come from, like we never made it that far. You bought five shirts <laughs> within within um five weeks. Thirty dollars yeah. a pop. They made over a million dollars. So you got the round of thirty two. You got sit. Oh, you got the. My bad. <clears throat> I'm, I'm gonna redo it. It's, it's actually more shirts. Yeah. You got the Horizon League champion. Yeah. NCAA tournament. Thirty two. Sweet sixteen. Elite eight. Final four. National championship and running up shirt. Killing That's just those shirts. This shirt. What about what about the the those shirts that weren't sold and everything else on the campus? Well, I know how big basketball is in Indiana. Okay, and Butler making that run wasn't just a phenomenon. Remember, IU wasn't IU wasn't even close at that point. Purdue wasn't getting there. Butler was the state of Indiana's team, so everybody in the state was rooting for Butler at that point. So, how many, how much Butler paraphernalia was going out to the entire state of Indiana and Indiana alumni? Nah, a lot. But that's why I think that the N and I, I I don't want to mess up. NLS, it's the NIL. It's, it's the NIL. NIL. Name, uh, image, and likeness. I think only way they can kind of get it right as you talking about because the real owner is going to help people who's going to be one and done no matter what. It's to keep them from from going to overtime league or going to the yeah. G League night. That's that's what the rule is made for. It's not made for. Someone like me is going to be in college for three years, grind and work and do it. It's just not and, made And you're a pro. And you're a pro. Yeah, but it's not made for them. So with that rule, only thing I can think can make sense is, is you get every team a salary, like a salary cap. I agree I with think, that. I think every school, every university can afford $100,000 for their kids. And you I just agree. divide it up on your players depending on how good they are. That's a starting, a starting place. Obviously, so, you have people making more, like, say John Wall's at UK. He's worth more than 100000 to the UK basketball. Yeah. You figure out other things to do it. But to kind of make it equal, like at Butler, if we all made 12000 for the year without that, like, we all, ain't nobody complaining. Ain't nobody well, worried about nothing. And the like, kids will stay longer in school, too, and potentially. Potentially. Yeah, we. Potentially. I, I, I had to talk about that with somebody, too. There's going to be a lot of kids that's going to get uh, offered money to go to certain schools because they got an endorsement set up and yeah. stay there longer instead of taking a chance on faith and they skill set to lead. Because they well, come. that brings me up to my next point. Now, this transcends whether you play basketball, football, baseball. Could this level the field for HBCUs? You got a kid like Mikey Wilson, right? Mikey Williams, California kid. He's a, what, a junior this year, sophomore, junior. Going to be the number one player coming out of high school. This guy doing... Uh, Razor commercials and everything already on on the on the two. Howard got a thon is a thon maker's little brother. Yeah, I think so. I haven't heard anything about it. Well, well, he he went he went to Howard. Okay, now he wasn't he was a he was a McDonald's All American. Went to Howard. What if <clears throat> these top flight athletes, regardless of sport, Dion's over at Jackson State. Eddie George got just got a job at Tennessee State in football. If they can get the top players in that area or in the country to come there and play for them for two years in football, you, you only got to stay two years. Basketball is one year. They may go away with that. Football, you know, so, football changed it? I thought it was three. They changed well, it to two? Well, you have to be uh, two age. years out, yeah, right? Yeah. So Michael Vick 
was a was a red shirt freshman, he could have left. He ended up staying as a red shirt sophomore. Right. His yeah. red shirt freshman year is when he set the world on fire. He could have left and went to the league that year. He'd been in school for two years. Right. But he stayed an extra year, which would have been three years. So my point is, well, I guess you have to say three years. Pardon me. I think you're right there. But my point is, can you can you start to level the playing field? Can you get back to a point when Walter Payton and all those guys were playing? You know, the, the, the HBCUs had the best players in the country by yeah. and large. Not 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 all together, but spread around. It's it's so many Hall of Famers from HBCUs and football and football, you know, yeah, just yeah. from HBCUs. So if you can get them all to go to one spot and they can put some deals together for those kids, for those kids, why would not go to Tennessee State, play for Eddie George, play for prime time? Coaches will come see you play at Jackson State. Yeah. So two things is is two things that I'm getting from that. Uh, when you talking about the HBCU, they they was a thing. I was watching. Um, House of Athlete podcast or whatever. Yep. When Dion was on her, did you see the episode? No, I did not. When he was going to Channing Crowder, Channing okay. Crowder was telling him, but like, like if you just if I'm this kid and this, I'm going to University of Florida every time. That's where he went. He from Atlanta, Georgia kid. Um, I know Channing. Yeah, but then Dion was said, "How many? How many? How many Hall of Fame players y'all got?" It was like one. It's like all right, we got ten at HBCU. He's right. It's like people don't look at it that way. But it takes a lot for somebody to be un- – you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And I don't think people are willing to, to go through that fire and do that for themselves in this day and age that we live in. Even if you put money on it? If you yeah. put money on it, if you put money on it – you're from Louisville, right? Lexington. Lexington, pardon me. Is there a historically black college in Lexington? No, it's one 10 minutes away at, in Frankfurt called Kentucky State. Okay, Kentucky State. I, I know yeah. their football team. Now, Kentucky State, if if they could get all the kids from Lexington, the, the top flight kids that's getting recruited by Louisville, it's getting recruited by Kentucky, they might not be their number one players, but if they're number two, number three, and, and, and Kentucky's a battleground state, Indiana's coming to get you, Kentucky's coming to get you, like that's a battleground state, right? Yeah, it'd be very but, difficult for me to go there. Because of the reputation it. of the school? No, the living. I don't want to live in Frankfort, Kentucky. Okay. What if they had the best facilities? Jackson State got great facilities. Now, now they ain't got Florida facilities. Let me now be they, clear. Now, they don't, but it's very similar. Like, Butler, we didn't, Butler, we didn't hire nothing. Like, at Butler, our strength coach was the strength coach for every... Every sport. Every sport. That's not normal or whatever. So, I wasn't into that thing, but I'm like, I'm living in Indianapolis. I can go to the mall... I can go watch the Colts. I can go to a Pacer game and do this. If I'm in Frankfurt or Jackson, Mississippi, ah, that's hard. I agree. So, th- but that's the thing. If the, the I guess the million dollar question is, or the pun, pun, pun intended, will money make a difference? It, it, for some kids, maybe. I'm from Hampton, Virginia. Hampton University. I could walk there from my house. They recruited me. Now I wasn't going to hate you. Hover, Tennessee, Alabama, Miami, all these schools that recruited me, right? But, but that was in a time when those HBCU didn't have the same opportunity they have now. They wasn't going to be on ABC, ESPN. Like, this year, I think that with the scheduling or whatever, I watched a lot of Deion uh, Jackson State Deion games. Surf, yeah. On ESPN, bit, yeah. on ESPN, yeah. the schedule was different, obviously. But I got to say a lot of those games on ESPN and all that. 
I think in your time that wasn't it wasn't gonna happen at all. <laughs> That's one hundred percent true. Yeah, so I can understand why, true. I can understand why you left and went somewhere else. But we even that part. The part we're not gonna be able to even is that Tennessee has 60,000 students, Jackson State has 20,000, and this the money that's going to come in there and flow is not going to equal up. So it's never well, going to equal the, the playing field. Well, what if what if at Tennessee, I'm a good player, but I ain't getting paid like that. At Hampton, everybody know me. I'm the, I'm the neighborhood hero, right? They saw me play in high school. I can get the Rick Case dealership because now I might be the big man on campus. The only problem is I still might not go to the league. But well, I will say, that, I mean, let me take that back. In, in every sport, whether it be uh, NBA, Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball, Basketball, the college you go to don't matter. Coming from high school to college, if they're good, they'll find you. That's not true going from high school to college. But from going to college to the pros, the level of investment that they make Define these athletes. It doesn't matter where you go to college. Dennis Rodman wouldn't be in the NBA. No, if it had anything to do where you went school. I, I agree, and it's ben ten Wallace. times. It's ten times more than that. There's people. I actually had an agent. I was working with was working with the company I'm with in Italy. He quit being an agent and got hired by a team overseas. He, he probably comes to the state once a year, works for this club or whatever. Probably no one else ever knows he works for the club because they probably never see him or whatever. But his job is to find talent out there. So if you're good, they're going to find you. Don't find you. There's someone that's getting paid some kind of money to see if you're the next thing. Give you an opportunity. Not saying you're going to be good and like they're going to they're gonna give you an opportunity. But that's from college to the pros. No, no, but no, no. no, I no. Can... That, that's, from, that's from high. That's, right now. International is different. Yes. Yeah, but it's, I think it's the age thing. That's why I'm on the show with the TPNB with your uncles. He old. He don't realize what's going on over here. I know y'all. Don't don't let him fool y'all. Uh, you, you find you, you find you find the phenons at 11, 12. So that's the difference now. They able to find you because teams are putting money into it. I'm paying in basketball. Like a, you can. Yeah, yeah, but like not teams football. Are, teams are paying people one hundred fifty thousand dollars to find the next thirteen year old. I agree with that in basketball. And by the way, listeners, I'm the coolest unky guy. Y'all just remember that. And I'm I'm all hip to it. That being said, in basketball, don't do it. Don't do it. He he know I'm his favorite unk. Anyway, but that being said, Shelvin, in basketball, that is true. Because there's not as many players. In football, it's different to manage. Baseball the same way. And soccer, because there's so many levels to get to the pros. Baseball, you got triple A, double A, single A, just to get to the top frame. Football, it does. It, there's more people to get there. Basketball, same amount of people play, but there's not as many people on the floor. So you, it's can, the, it's the, you, can, it's the, you can evaluate talent earlier at basketball because 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 your athletic ability is evident earlier on. In football, yeah. that athletic ability may not translate as you grow two, three years, four years from now. I would say football is very comparable to basketball, but baseball is horrible. I, I, I don't like baseball at all. I'm never, I don't never make a set of great at anything if I'm three out of 10. 
<laughs> Except, unless you're a meteorologist, yeah, those guys can be wrong 70% of the time and yeah, still keep their job. That's, that's what I'm saying. Other than that, well, well like, baseball's no. interesting because it's it's more of a numbers game. They play so much. Basketball, I was at AAU tournament this weekend, right? There's a kid from Memphis, little guy, number two, I don't know his name, third grade. Basketball, there's a level of skill that's required in basketball that's different than only except for maybe soccer. Their skill levels are probably equivalent, you know, but in basketball, if you can tell a skillful kid off the rip, regardless of size, football, you can be skilled and still not make it because yeah. your football, athletic ability don't work. Football is a whole bunch of bad basketball players. That's, 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 that's the way I look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you get that off. Oh, uh, <laughs> that ain't right. true. But but we're coming to an end with the show. Um, I got two questions for you. The first one I'm gonna ask you: We got the Olympics going, coming up, and going on right now, qualifiers and all that. Like, what are you looking forward to the seeing first? And like something you just you know you're gonna be having your popcorn ready every single night to watch. Like, what event? What event is that for you? Great question. It's always two, right? Uh, I never watch these sports uh, normally. But gymnastics, women's gymnastics specifically, I always love in track and field. Let me say this. Simone Biles, Simone Biles may be one of the greatest athletes America has ever produced. This woman has been on top of the world for the past 10 years. 10 years. She was the world champion before she went to the Olympics and won all-around gold. She's the favorite to win all-around gold again for a second Olympics. And it'll be her third world championship or fourth. It, what she will do this year in the Olympics is unprecedented by anybody. She is my starting up. So I'm, I'm, I'm for, looking forward to see what she does on an individual level. I'm hoping Team USA wins in women's gymnastics. Track and field, everybody loves it. It's the glory sport. But I will tell you, there's a lot of good stories out there. Usain Bolt will not be racing for the first time in, what, three Olympics? It, I want to see. That's 12 years. Yeah. I want to see who is going to step up and take that spotlight. I think we got some Americans on the female side that can real, go. Real, real, real quick, speaking of that. So I was just sitting at home the other day looking at uh, on the computer. I did not know DK Metcalf went out there and tried to compete with those people. Uh, one of your bad basketball players. <laughs> See, that man is a grown athlete. He is a full-grown athlete, my brother. Yeah. That guy is a pro special. bowler. Special. He's special. He's hey. special. He has Olympic speed. He may not be an Olympian, no, but he no, has no, world no, no, class no. speed. Yeah, he got world. He got world class, not Olympian world. speed. Yeah, but world class speed. All yeah. of us the same when it boils down to it. Because uh, he because he because he would. <laughs> hey, if me and him got in the race and he came in eleven, <laughs> I came in twelve. I was like, okay. <laughs> Hey, dog, he the real deal, holy field, man. Now, I know that. that. Run. But he it just shows the difference, a level, a level of competition was going on with the Olympics. Me, what about you, Shell? What you want to see? I want to see, um, I want to see the 100, but I don't. The reason I want to see what? the 100, I had a had like a, an idea in my head. Everyone who wins the 100, they say it's the greatest athletes in the world, the greatest athlete in the world. That's the old saying. And like, nah, I don't agree with it. So we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna have you on the show again. We're gonna definitely talk about that kind of stuff. But I just like the seeing people's dreams and stuff come true. Yeah, man. 
No, it's, that's the best part of the Olympics right there, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the opening ceremony. I'm looking forward for the opening ceremony. That's like my biggest thing. I wonder how it's going to be with COVID. But I, I, I'd rather watch that. It's like the NCAA tournament. I'd rather watch that. The, the one shining moment before I watch Texas Tech versus Georgia. That's, that's how I look at it. Would you, would, you, would you, based on what's going on in the world, would you compete in this year's Summer Olympics? If, if 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 you were, you know, you made the team. Yeah, if I had an opportunity, I would do it. It's something that is just unforgivable. So I, I once played for the I played for the USA team before playing the U nineteen team. Okay, in New Zealand. I want to go medal. That's one of the one of the times I won a championship. What was that experience like? That was that was great and unbelievable. But it was it was different because I wasn't twenty one. I saw like young had a roommate. Yeah. Um, it's just different. I had to go to college, so I was seeing all these great things I'm doing, but I still got to go back to college with a meal plan. So, like, it kind of woke me up and let me see how it is because the other people who was playing, they was professionals. They was playing for a Euro yeah. League team and stuff. So, it, like, it kind of woke my woke me up in that. But it, it was great. I got a gold medal. I don't think it's gold, but I got one around. You got here. something to look like gold. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody robbed me. You can hide that thing. I don't think it's nothing there. So that, I, that, that was very special. Also was been able to play on a select team a few times. Okay. Um, the select team with the world championship team, not the Olympic team. Okay. Got my head beat in. By who? Oh man. We're getting into that. one 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 time. I would say the third point guard. It depends on what you're looking at. At that point in time, was either Westbrook or Steph Curry? Holy smokes! That's and, crazy. And it was a different level because they was on. There was only it was a short amount of games. I mean, yeah, scrimmaging, but the games wasn't that long, and they could play hard as hard as hell and come out of the game. It wasn't like that was taking plays out. Right. So I had Westbrook pick me up full court. So he played the same way then as he played right now, but a little bit more. I'm talking because he had more energy. His legs. Was t- yeah, he picking up. Full, he, he can pick up full court. You got. You got uh, Kevin Durant behind you. Like, you're not worried about DeAndre Jordan. You're not worried about that. It's different when you have other players. And, like, you can – Westbrook Literally just the, focus on you. Yeah, Westbrook <laughs> come out the game, D-Rose come in. D-Rose come out, Steph Curry come in. It's totally different. <laughs> hey, that's what really woke me up and got me on the right <laughs> path in NBA. I'll tell you that practice. That we have one practice. When I know I can handle the ball and not turn it over, I was like, all right, I'm good. I can do okay. Right. Because the, the first day, it was me, Kimba, and Nolan Smith. Oh, my God. We threw that we threw that ball all over the place. We, 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 it was bad. It got to a point that we was looking at the MVP of the league and said, we need him to – we need whoever he's going to bring the ball up the court. That's bad, right? That's great. And That's no awesome one, story. No one would ever – Ever believe us on so that. I saw something. I want your opinion on this before we dip. Yeah, Luka Doncic plays yeah, for Slovenia, right? Mm-hmm. He said, uh, I watched an interview with him this week. He says, Hey, yeah. winning a gold medal would be the crown jewel of my accomplishment. If Slovenia made it to the championship game, would that be the biggest sports accomplishment in the history of the world? No, I wouldn't say so. Slovenia, I, I, I first off. Luka can't be that damn good to carry them through the world championship now. LeBron did it for, for 10 years. What are we talking about? LeBron but, but 37 the Olympics, now. It, no, no, we were better the, there, buddy. The Olympics is, is, is every four years. So if he does this at some point in his time in his career, I wouldn't be surprised at all. 
with Slovenia. Luca's nice. Oh, Luca's great. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hating on Luca. I'm talking about everybody around Luca. Yeah, Luca I, I ain't gonna be able to do the stuff he do with that. Look, Tim Hardaway Jr. No, 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 build that wing with Slovenia. That. Yeah, but Tim Hardaway Jr. ain't ain't guarding Devin Booker on the other end either. <laughs> <laughs> you get what I'm saying? I understand. And, 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 and equal, and equal out on the low. If, if you look at it that way. Yeah, you talking about Tim Hardaway? That's my boy. He ain't uh, got I'm a guard. big fan. Yeah, yeah. He ain't got guard no Bradley Bill or somebody else over. <laughs> well, Miami Summer League start tomorrow, man. Yeah. Miami Summer League start tomorrow. Pro Am start tomorrow. I'll be down there. Seeing all those guys go at it. One of the best summer leagues or the pro ams, I think, in the country, but I'm biased because I live down here. Oh, yeah. No, uh, we got a good one here in Atlanta, the ABL. I've been playing at it for the past four or five years. Playing this year? Yeah, I'm playing in it currently right now. I never okay. won shit. Lou, Lou V. Cheat, Lou Will. Who coach team we play? Bo. And he, he stacking stack him. And he, and he, the GM and president. I'm he, he, he's out the wall. One time I walked in the gym, we was playing a little, so we pretty good team. Wherever I want to play us, came in point guard Kyrie. What? Hold on, let me finish talking. <laughs> Kyrie at the one, Lou at the two. Who do you at the three? At the three, Caldwell Pope. At the four, at the four, Montrez Harrell, and at the five, Andre Drummond. Come on, man. We want to go to the bench. They got a bench too. What? Amon, so they were playing with no college players. Uh, Amon Shumper and uh, Josh Smith went out the bench. I said, man, what we out here? You out there playing with some college players too? College players and some pros, but it's just like they were they were stacked. Yeah, it's just talent. But the thing is, it's hard to play with those kind of people in these in the AB. All of them want the ball. They all want to shoot. So they That's over. They over. You know, they're over doing their thing, but somebody on my team come down and cook them. They mad because they ain't because they yeah. can't like a cook. You know what I'm saying? Smooth come down the court and Kyrie, like, give me the ball. Smooth, like, give me the ball. What are you talking about? Like, what you gonna do? <laughs> and ain't no coach over at Lou the coach. Like, man, <laughs> yeah, right. you better do win this game. Do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, funny thing for all y'all listening out there on the podcast, if you need summer plans, the programs are back. Shelvin plays the one in Atlanta. I go down to one, my boy coach uh, a, a, a team down here in the Miami Summer League or the Pro-Am. If you want some great entertainment and see the pros go, you can't understand how good these guys are until you see them in an environment like that. They don't miss jump shots, ladies and gentlemen. They don't. Yeah. We talk about stuff. If they shooting it, it's going in. Yeah. So I, you see a different level there because they just go. No, nah, I definitely agree. And it's going to be seeing people being able to go at their favorite player and able to see what they got going on. And, like, the competition is people's going to play really, really, really super hard. A lot of people don't think people play hard all the time. Maybe oh, they play but hard, man. If you busting my ass, I'm coming to get you. Yeah, yeah, I can't just let that slide. But, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank y'all for tuning in for this, this episode of the podcast. Me and my guy, Tori. Me and my unk. That's right. Thank you all for joining. It's a fun night tonight, man. Yeah, not fun night. We definitely gonna do it multiple times with the TPNB podcast. I want to say I appreciate y'all. No, whatever y'all like about the the um, the show, leave a comment. Any questions y'all have? Y'all want to know about 
the money Tori was getting at Tennessee, any of those kind of things. Just, <laughs> just put it in a comment, and hopefully I'll be able to ask them and, and get it out of them. If y'all ready to five star, if y'all ready to five star, I'll tell you anything you want. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, <laughs> appreciate y'all. Talk to y'all soon. All right now. Peace, gang. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.